Good afternoon. It's five o'clock in London, six o'clock Central European time. And my guest this week on What Comes Next Live is Sophie Wiesbrun. And she was one minute late because she was rushing off to change out of her crazy orange gear, which I'm sure she can tell us about. <laughs> yes. Um, um, I met Sophie a couple of years ago, and somebody who's very passionate about many very important things for the world. And I, we've not connected for a few months. And I'd just love to hear from her about what comes next and around leadership. So lovely to see you, Sophie. Yeah, I'd love for you to see you too, uh, Tom. And uh, thanks for the invitation to have a nice chat about uh, what's next. <laughs> so maybe tell us about why Orange, why today, and then tell us a little bit about yourself and what, what's, what you're thinking about, what you're focused on right now. Yeah, sure. Yeah, so the orange is uh, is part of me because I'm uh, I'm Dutch. I'm from the Netherlands, and uh, today uh, the entire Netherlands uh, celebrates King's Day. It's the birthday of the of the king, uh, and uh, every um, Dutch person dresses in orange. <laughs> so, including me, although I'm living in the forest. No, I'm living in Germany at the moment, uh, but then still this tradition um, is also celebrated uh, abroad. Um, so yeah, for the rest about me, um, I'm Sophie. Um, I, I live in Germany. I've been living uh, for quite some years abroad, and um, I help uh, founders and CEOs uh, to leave a positive legacy um, to uh, to create a regenerative uh, future. Um, so that is uh, what I do with my business. Always worked um, in business in, in corporates, and uh, a few years ago set up my own business, doing business, doing good. So what's regenerative mean? Yeah, so uh, regenerative is um, basically where we need to move towards. It's, it means uh, actually in one word, renewal or rebirth. And uh, basically to, um, it means that uh, we design our businesses or ourselves or um, our communities or cities uh, basically in line with uh, principles uh, that are conducive to life. Um, and, uh, yeah, at the moment, actually, uh, everything is uh, not designed in a regenerative way because if you look at the business, most businesses are actually destructive and are not leaving just really a positive um, uh, impact behind. Mm -hmm. um, so, uh, and we need to, um, yeah, basically guide uh, more businesses and business leaders and uh, leaders of cities and countries to to move to regenerative um, and and really regenerate the land, uh, the soil, but also the cultures within organizations um, in in line with principles of nature, basically. Um, so yeah, that is that uh, it is in a nutshell. <laughs> but more about that to say. <laughs> Absolutely, and you know your career was in corporate in the corporate world before. Yes. Uh, what made you? like feel you needed to leave and set up on your own to do this focus? Yeah, so um, within corporate life, um, I um, I took on um, the role as a sustainability leader next to my normal role as business leader um, because I watched um, the inconvenient uh, truth from Al Gore back in 2006 and I, and I thought, okay, let's not wait until I'm a CEO of... <laughs> Of this uh, organization, uh, but let's uh, make a change now. Um, so I um, became a sustainability lead 
um, and was able to transform the company to really embed sustainability and purpose into the brand's organization and into the culture and really make a, a massive impact. Um, and um, basically, I decided to leave corp- the corporate world because I, I wanted to ignite this revolution in many more companies, um, so make a bigger impact. Um, and also do it uh, in a way um, from the outside, because in the inside you can do it too. And it is very important uh, if you have people that do it from the inside as social entrepreneurs like I have been one once. Um, but, um, yeah, I think also when you are independent, um, then um, you really uh, can shake things around much more quickly uh, than if you have like a certain role or function in a company. Um, so yeah, that is why I decided to, uh, to set up my own company, really be independent and, uh, shake things around, uh, in all kinds of businesses, um, and also, uh, for leaders. Mm-hmm. Um, and, um, yeah, design my business around my life as well, uh, mm-hmm. because that is what I can do now. Uh, as a mom of three kids, I can also, um, design my, um, my working life in a way that also fits my needs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you've been doing this for about three years and shaking things up and igniting revolutions? Yeah, yeah. So uh, indeed, a bigger revolution than just within the walls of one company. That uh, That is uh, <laughs> what my aim is. <laughs> the company yeah. you work for was a very, very big company that's seen as a leader in, in that regenerative space to some degree. Yeah, yeah. So, um, but, uh, but that now is... Now you've been out for a few years, so... What's it like now and what are you seeing? And perhaps one of the things I'm always looking for is what, what can people learn and what lessons can, can you share? So people are this watching or listening to this later. Mm-hmm. Um, the podcast, you know, does, does live out there. Um, what can leaders, and you can be a leader in your own household. You can be a leader of hundreds or thousands or 10,000 people. Yeah. What, what, you know, it, it's kind of, it's the great news is this is now common conversation, right? But, yeah. but on the other hand, a lot of it, to be, you know, if I'm being um, devil's advocate, a lot of it becomes greenwashing or yes. purpose washing. So, yeah, indeed. Um, so that's why, I mean, um, where you come from is, um, I would say, the the most important <laughs> Uh, and um, I think that is also still um, the blind spot in, uh, in leadership. Um, so really come from this um, deep uh, inner purpose, um, which is very uh, unique and personal. And being able to translate that in, in all aspects of one's life. Uh, so being indeed uh, the household or the community or an organization, which can be small, which can be big. Um, and really from that place uh, make a big impact. That is what I, I mean, one of my big discoveries is um, that people move mountains um, and really can ignite revolutions, ignited by one person, um, if it comes from this deep place of, of purpose, which is basically, um, yeah, the, the connecting thread, as I say it, within uh, a person, uh, which connects heart, uh, body, mind, and soul. Um, and um, it's really, I mean, in service of the greater good, in service of basically um, principles of life and principles of nature uh, to leave a positive impact behind. Um, and, yeah, how one connects that to the outer world um, is, is really what we are 
moving towards and are in the midst of <laughs> uh, and transformation of, of, of mankind, uh, I would almost say. Um, and everyone is on a search. Everyone is on a journey and um, is, is discovering that. And I think also COVID ignited that to, one, to, to some extent uh, in people um, and to some extent within cultures of organizations. Uh, so, yeah, it's also very exciting times, I would say. So trying to pull on a couple of those threads on, you, you know, it talks about COVID igniting that in people. It feels like there is several different levels to look at. One would be people's inner why, their sense mm-hmm. of purpose, that deep connecting thread for themselves. Yeah. Um, and I think at, at all kinds of levels, so many people have over the last 14, 15 months started to say, okay, what is this all for? Why am I doing what I'm doing? What really matters, whether it be for themselves, family, community, but the, the inner driver that then gives them that, um, the flame that can go beyond the ignition and keep going. Yep. Um, in the middle, there's always the, okay, so what, what, do, what needs to be in place? What strategic elements need to be in place to make things happen? But sometimes it feels to me that if the, I'm not, not sure what your thoughts are, but if the why is strong enough, it then becomes simply the question of, okay, what actions can I take? And, and, you know, competent leaders and organizations can build strategy around a why and then have the how building blocks. Mm-hmm. My language I use is if you get clear on the why, the how is easy. Um, mm-hmm. And certainly in, in a skilled organization, certainly, certainly corporate organizations tend to have a lot of skills in place for them. They may, they may lack the fire. Um, they mm-hmm. may lack bravery. They may, not be as shaken up as they are if somebody external, somebody goes external and comes in with understanding of corporates and then, but, but it actually has that. Clearly you have your own inner drive towards this. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I guess, you know, what are you seeing now? You've been working on this, you know, independently for a few years and so the last year is shaking things up. So what are you seeing the, the people are looking for right now? Is it, is it more on the, the, like I'm feeling things need to be different for me and for everybody else, but I'm not sure what that is. Do they need that inner flame ignited or do they need, are they, are a lot of people ready for it, but they're just going, okay, so how do I do it? Uh, I think um, you rightly said it actually. I think it's, um, um, and what I see is it, it is a combination. Um, so it is really, I mean, um, the why, uh, but then it, it's not a superficial why. It's really an authentic uh, why that that connects everything within an organization um, and also within a person, if it is uh, a leadership why. Um, but then it is also the how, basically the the the, the roadmap, the blueprint. Uh, I mean, it it becomes so overwhelming to become a sustainable company and to do it well. And and a lot of companies are indeed afraid of. I mean. When I then step up in terms of sustainability, will I be accused of greenwashing or purpose washing? So companies are really, I mean, uh, looking for, I mean, how to do it well. Uh, they, they have good intentions, but then they really want to do it well, but they need a lot of tools and blueprints and roadmaps how to get there. Mm-hmm. Um, and what I see is, I mean, uh, a lot of people are being fed up with the economy that it cannot go on like this uh, longer. Um, so there is a lot of appetite for, okay, what if I, if I just want to be good? <laughs> what does really good mean? Not just uh, incremental steps in terms of uh, sustainability and doing less harm and being within the planetary boundaries, but what does it mean if I 
it really truly leave a positive impact in all aspects of it, in all aspects of the business. Um, and people and people and organizations want to know, and that is exciting, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. When you're working with people, where do you start? Excuse me, what did you say? When you're working with clients who have the who they may be feeling overwhelmed, there's a lot, right? There's a lot you're talking yeah. about. Where do you start? With the vision. <laughs> what is what is really the uh, ambition and the vision uh, they they want to leave behind? Uh, so people I work with uh, are really driven, uh, like myself actually, uh, to leave a positive legacy behind. And what I mean, really look their children and their grandchildren in the eyes in the end when they are on their dying bed, <laughs> and um, uh, being able to tell them, "I did everything I could. I really did everything I could. I left a positive legacy behind." If I look back at my entire life and all the organizations or uh, businesses I touched, uh, I did all I could. Mm-hmm. Um, so that is the drive between, uh, behind these uh, owners and founders and CEOs. Um, and then they, 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 they want to get to the um, end vision. They want to have that very clear, what that means. Um, and a lot go for regenerative and leaving positive behind. And how do you then get there? I mean, if it is an established organization, uh, it's of course a journey because you cannot change an existing organization from one day to, ne- to the next. Yeah. Um, if it is a startup uh, organization that is pretty young, they can move very quickly and they are most of the time super ambitious and want to move uh, things quickly around. Mm-hmm. So uh, yeah, that, that's super exciting uh, to see. I was just having a meeting um, this week with somebody involved in a, $20 billion company and they, they still act like an entrepreneurial company. So mm-hmm. this, this um, friend I was meeting is a very high level corporate exec. He's going, it's interesting to realize that they're, they're still not as organized as some large corporations because they're growing mm-hmm. so fast. Um, and in that conversation, it is very, it's a very purpose led company at 20 billion. All right. And there are a number out there. Um, and, you know, I'm thinking about what you said and, and thinking about that, not, not the specifics around that company that I learned, but more in general. And one of the things that came out of our conversation was to make it less scary, mm-hmm. change and establish organization. You use the word journey and we use the word more. Mm-hmm. And I, I, you know, how can you be more, do more? Because if you've mm-hmm. got a bunch of shareholders, let's say, Ooh, let's just say you're a global company that sells cleaning products, right? Mm-hmm. Um, they're normally in plastic, and there's lots of plastics in there. Mm-hmm. So, for example, one of those big ones, I think, came out and said, uh, you might remember the date uh, more than me, but they said, well, we'll be plastic-free by 2035 or something, right? Mm-hmm. I'm going to turn around and say, we'll be plastic-free from tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Whereas a startup challenger brand says, we're going to sell laundry detergent, and we it will all be in recyclable packaging from day one. Mm-hmm. But if you're in 150 countries, that's not going to be possible overnight. Mm-hmm. You can go on that journey and you can say we can be more regenerative or and less disruptive and less extractive. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I'm just musing on, um, you know, with the, the, for understandable reasons, there are some very seriously radical people out there that think the entire system can be burned down, like Extinction Rebellion and 
you know, Greta Thunberg and like, stop doing this all now. And it's very understandable because I can, the fear and anger around that is huge. But then there is that bridge to the commercial reality of, you know, what's the speed of change that we can go at? And you know, I'm yeah. not rambling, but there's, the, there's also the human behavior piece, because if you've got people who've come up and say, this is the way we run things. And actually the reality is we need to move really fast. Mm-hmm. How can we make that less scary? I kind of is, you know, because you're a rare person in that you're absolutely part of this strong, powerful movement around regenerative economies and sustainability mm-hmm. and, and, and about people and planet. Um, and at the same time, not many of the people I've come across in that world actually have that proven high level, large company commercial experience to bridge mm-hmm. it. So just wondering, you know, as a, perhaps an expert in that, in that area of, you know, what sort of things, if, 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 if there's a, somebody in a large company, whatever level of seniority, because we can all be leaders. We don't have to be mm-hmm. the same company. Um, what thoughts have you got around bridging and being more and being on that journey that can? Yeah, I think there are a couple of things here. So one is, um, I mean, being, uh, regenerative or plastic free or, I mean, uh, leaving only positive impact now, as of now. Uh, and then there's the, there's the journey. Um, I think, I mean, for large companies, um, I think, I mean, uh, really making it fun to, to move as quickly as possible, uh, is, is a good advice. Uh, because people, I mean, within organizations, I mean, I've been there in, in large corporations, they are fed up with, I mean, how slow big corporations can go. And I think if they tap more into the creativity and the drive of, of the people in their organization, uh, they will be able to move quicker as well. And what I mean to say with that is I think at many levels in, in organizations and everywhere in society, um, there's a lot of fear. And I think if we um, move that fear into, I mean, joy and hmm. love for change and, um, I mean, leaving a positive impact, no one, uh, if you ask someone, uh, just personally, one by one, do you want to leave a positive impact behind for a better world for your children? Everyone <laughs> would say yes. Yeah, sure. uh, but then when they walk into an organization or a business, I mean, lots of things pop up like, I mean, uh, promotions and ego and, 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 and the salary and people are afraid of losing their jobs, of losing their next promotion. Of So it's all um, fear-based. If you take away all that fear, uh, and basically help people see that they can make a change and uh, don't lose and don't lose what they have to lose. Um, they will move ahead. Hmm. Um, so in the end, I think um, it comes <laughs> comes back to people changing from within and letting go of uh, the potential fears they have in in any situation. Um, and then tapping into, okay, um, if I get rid of that fear, how do I then show to make it possible? And this could be, I mean, going to regenerative, could be going to sustainable or plastic-free, um, not in 10 years, but in two years. Um, so um, I, I think Greta has a point in a way that actually, yes, uh, all people in power can move way quicker Mm-hmm. Um, if the yeah, if they all let go of ego and just uh, I mean st- tap tap into the power of their purpose and their creativity um, and all their talents. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but 
have all these people need help and support on okay what is then if if we change fast how do we do that in a in a way that makes sense economically uh, as well as for the environment as for the society hmm. um and i think a lot of people there are needed to show that it is possible because it is yeah, yeah. so I mean, one thing, talking about the young lady who's made a huge change on her own, that's about authenticity and passion and purpose and inner drive. Right? The one word you came through with there, which is linked to a couple of other ones, um, there's words that aren't often heard in business because we go to work. Well, you know, we used to go to work, right? a lot of people, um, rather than working away from an office. Um, but it's about, sale, you know, all these things acting against this, like sales targets and drives, as you say, promotions, positions, salaries, etc. But you just said fun. Right? Mm-hmm. You know, that's been part of your experience as a sustainability lead in a large company. And I mean, it just it seems so obvious, right, when you say it. So, you know, I've got one of my pet phrases is that wisdom is something concise that when you hear it, you feel you always knew it. Yeah. So said, oh, yeah. make it fun. And, you know, what occurs to me, and I've mentioned it before on, on, with other guests, because it's, it's suddenly occurring to me why it's powerful. There's a, a founder that I knew from his previous company that launched a, just out of his inner drive, has launched a gamified app called pawprint.eco. And it basically looks at across five, five four or five paws in a palm. Yeah. Um, different areas of your personal life as to where you're having a, an ecological impact, where you're having a carbon footprint. And then it gives you challenges to how you can reduce it. Right? Yeah. And of course, how are they looking to scale it? Right? Before they even look at revenue, they're looking to scale it. Um, <laughs> they're looking to scale it by getting corporates to adopt it and, and, and push it out to their people. And just realizing that when I've had that app on my phone, I go, it's fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's educational and you can take tangible steps. And, you know, it's it's a lot of it's the tiny stuff, which I used to dismiss. Hand on heart, I used to dismiss as virtue signaling, like the really, really tiny stuff, you know. Mm -hmm. Um, But then somebody made me think differently and go, actually, virtue signaling is will change behavior over time if Mm -hmm. everybody's doing it, because it becomes what's the social norm, what's the social acceptable. Anyway, all of this is in the other words for love and joy. Yeah. Which are words you don't hear in business too much. But no, I mean, that's, that's why, uh, in, in a lot of businesses, I mean, uh, the engagement levels are super low <laughs> because there's absence of aliveness, of, uh, of joy and, and love and, uh, mm-hmm. um, and fun, uh, which is, I mean, in the end, uh, you have uh, one life, uh, so many years, uh, you spend uh, most of it uh, at work. Mm-hmm. So you better can, uh, make the best of it. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. So it sounds like, it sounds like, um, if you have, uh, anybody who's an organizational leader, of, I'm not sure what the scope is for you, but if they really are feeling strongly, they need to get clarity on, on their inner purpose and taking that into a vision. Yeah. Then they should really be talking to you or they could really mm-hmm. talk to you and you could help them. Then when it comes to how, I mean, the, the what was to have fun. Right. Mm-hmm. The strategy, strategic level was how do we make this, you know, let's make this fun because then people will tap into it and get drawn in, bring some joy and, and, and happiness to this. That, of course, has tangible benefits in terms of engagement and other HR metrics within the company. Um, yeah. so the old school measures, that's pretty tangible. 
And then, well, how actually do we do that, Sophie? And you go, well, in my experience, this, 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 and I suggest you might do that. And how many people have you got? And I could, that's the consulting bit, right? So. Yeah. Yeah, and, and tying the, the purpose uh, really to the to the values and the strategic plan, um, the strategic action plan. That is, uh, I mean, what ma- what makes it happen? And then there are of course a lot of other things uh, <laughs> that need to be done, uh, like KPIs and measures and systems. I saw an interesting question posed on social media the other day of like, if you're clear on your purpose, do you need a strategy? All right, and. It was an interesting, I had just an interesting musing on it because I've done a lot of work around culture and values over the years with, with clients. Mm-hmm. Very few of them are brave enough to truly make their metrics based upon how does every decision we make in this company, small or large, tie back to our values. Yeah. Um, and the really crazy thing is the ones that are brave enough to do that, um, absolutely thrive uh, commercially and culturally. And one of my guests on a past show leads a really large organization in Canada. And yeah. I said, so what did you do when the pandemic came around? And he says, well, the first thing we decided to do was to look to our values and realizing which is which are the ones we're going to look at. Well, there was one around people. Mm-hmm. So our, client, our, our staff first, then our clients, then our community. And every single decision they made in that crisis was anchored on people. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, I'm just, so I'm just constantly reminded, repeating and reminding people, um, that this stuff works. Yeah. No, indeed. I mean, um, uh, in the end, I mean, I, we had, uh, I had a good saying in my, in one of my first uh, employers, uh, uh, the only execution uh, a consumer sees is, um, is, uh, execution. Uh, so in the end, I mean, it, it's about the, the actions and, um, and the impact you leave behind. That is what matters, of course, in the end. Mm-hmm. Um, so if all decisions and actions are, are led by, uh, by purpose, by the purpose and the values, um, you, I mean, drive every, uh, employee in, in the organization towards, uh, realizing that, uh, that impact. Um, so, um, yeah, indeed. I mean, the impact cannot be seen um, separate from uh, from the purpose. And, you know, just be granular about it for a moment. It does come down to specific choices that sometimes hurt the short term commercial. Mm-hmm. Yeah. One of the classic people ones I come across is where a leader will say to me, one of my top performing people is toxic. But mm-hmm. I can't afford to fire them. Mm-hmm. And I said, well, okay, you either lead from your short term bottom line or you allow the value of your company to be destroyed internally day by day. That's if I'm mm-hmm. commercially. Mm-hmm. So what do you mean? Fire them today. No, don't wait. Mm-hmm. Because you have to look after the company and the community within the company and all your clients. And if they're sexually harassing people or bullying their staff or in other ways acting totally inappropriately, in other words, toxic. I don't, I don't care how much money they bring into the company. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's an example. Another one would be if you have a, a, a real example from a past client was offered an incredibly lucrative venture, but they mm-hmm. were in the middle of a, of a massive project in the developing world. Mm-hmm. Um, they weren't the decision makers, but they're one of the major players in this venture. But they looked at it and they went, 
the safety standards being applied to this labor, labor and the subcontractors are nowhere high enough. Mm-hmm. So they said, we don't feel comfortable doing that because safety is, you know, incredibly important to us because we do the right thing and we put people first, a couple of their values. Yeah. And so, you know, I wasn't a fly on the wall, but effectively they will have had to have gone to their board of directors. Mm-hmm. And then ultimately on an investor call, when their results were impacted and say, look, our quarterly results weren't great because we turned this job down. Mm-hmm. But we had to do it. And one of the things I've noticed more in the with companies that do lead from values is on their quarterly earnings calls and other such things since the pandemic started. They've been honest and authentic about that with their investors mm-hmm. and they've been a bit scared to do so. And you know what's happened every single time? And there's a bunch of companies I, I have loose or tight involvements with that have done this. The institutional investors on those earnings calls go, OK, good. Yeah, yeah. there is a there's a shift in the. Um uh, in the investor landscape happening as well and not everywhere of course but uh, in um, in a lot of um, uh, among a lot of investors there's a change happening and they are demanding I mean uh, purpose and acting by purpose and values so uh, that's good yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, ironically the Norwegian sovereign wealth fund will no longer invest in extractive industries <laughs> yeah <laughs> where they got their money from right um, yeah Anyway, we've, it's amazing how time flies. We've, we've had about half an hour. Oh, really? Yeah, <laughs> okay. So yeah. I want to kind of honor your time. Um, and what I do like to do is let my guests have some closing thoughts, uh, what they might want to leave a now and future audience. Mm-hmm. Some closing thoughts from my side for your uh, listeners. Okay. Yeah, I mean, um, I think um, if you if you listen to this um, and you want to leave uh, a positive legacy uh, behind um, and um, also, I mean, contribute to uh, to realizing uh, a regenerative future and uh, build regenerative uh, companies or organizations, um, let's have a chat. Uh, because yeah, we live in an exciting time, uh, and uh, we need you. We need a lot of leaders um, to uh, to move towards uh, regeneration, as the time is now. So um, have a have a nice day, a uh, beautiful <laughs> week ahead, and uh, <laughs> let's have a chat. <laughs> so I, I don't leave podcast notes because I'm just keep it really concise. So remind me, you've got a very cool name business. Remind me of the name of your business and what and where we where we can find you online. Yes, so my um, my uh, business is called Doing Business Doing Good. So it is uh, doingbusinessdoinggood.com. I just wish I'd thought of getting that URL. So find <laughs> <laughs> Sophie and um, people she works with and read more about and find out more about her amazing passion for all of this at doingbusinessdoinggood.com. Thank you so much for being my guest. Very inspiring, as always, every time I talk to you. Thank you. Thanks for the invitation, Tom, and have a nice day. And you. Bye. Okay, thanks. Bye.